chapter thirty seven of monsieur lecoq part two this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by tony oliva monsieur lecoq by emile gaborio part two chapter thirty seven when abbe midon and martial de sairmeuse held their conference to discuss and to decide upon the arrangements for the baron d'escorval's escape a difficulty presented itself which threatened to break off the negotiation return my letter said martial and i will save the baron save the baron replied the abbe and your letter shall be returned but martial's was one of those natures which become exasperated by the least shadow of suspicion the idea that any one should suppose him influenced by threats when in reality he had yielded only to marianne's tears angered him beyond endurance these are my last words monsieur he said emphatically restore to me now this instant the letter which was obtained from me by chanlouineau's ruse and i swear to you by the honor of my name that all which it is possible for any human being to do to save the baron i will do if you distrust my word good evening the situation was desperate the danger imminent the time limited martial's tone betrayed an inflexible determination the abbe could not hesitate he drew the letter from his pocket and handing it to martial here it is monsieur he said solemnly remember that you have pledged the honor of your name i will remember it monsieur le cure go and obtain the ropes the abbe's sorrow and amazement were intense when after the baron's terrible fall maurice announced that the cord had been cut and yet he could not make up his mind that martial was guilty of the execrable act it betrayed a depth of duplicity and hypocrisy which is rarely found in men under twenty-five years of age but no one suspected his secret thoughts it was with the most unalterable sang-froid that he dressed the baron's wounds and made arrangements for the flight not until he saw m d'escorval installed in poignot's house did he breathe freely the fact that the baron had been able to endure the journey proved that in this poor maimed body remained a power of vitality for which the priest had not dared to hope some way must now be discovered to procure the surgical instruments and the remedies which the condition of the wounded man demanded but where and how could he procure them the police kept a close watch over the physicians and druggists in montaignac in the hope of discovering the wounded conspirators through them but the cure who had been for ten years physician and surgeon for the poor of his parish had an almost complete set of surgical instruments and a well-filled medicine chest this evening said he i will obtain what is needful when night came he put on a long blue blouse shaded his face by an immense slouch hat and directed his steps toward sermeuse not a light was visible through the windows of the presbytery bibiane the old housekeeper must have gone out to gossip with some of the neighbors the priest effected an entrance into the house 
which had once been his by forcing the lock of the door opening on the garden he found the requisite articles and retired without having been discovered that night the abbe hazarded a cruel but indispensable operation his heart trembled but not the hand that held the knife although he had never before attempted so difficult a task it is not upon my weak powers that i rely i have placed my trust in one who is on high his faith was rewarded three days later the wounded man after quite a comfortable night seemed to regain consciousness his first glance was for his devoted wife who was seated by his bedside his first word was for his son maurice he asked is in safety replied the abbe he must be on the way to turin m d'escorval's lips moved as if he were murmuring a prayer then in a feeble voice we owe you a debt of gratitude which we can never pay he murmured for i think i shall pull through he did pull through but not without terrible suffering not without difficulties that made those around him tremble with anxiety jean lacheneur more fortunate was on his feet by the end of the week week forty days had passed when one evening it was the seventeenth of april while the abbe was reading a newspaper to the baron the door gently opened and one of the poignot boys put in his head then quickly withdrew it the priest finished the paragraph laid down the paper and quietly went out what is it he inquired of the young man ah monsieur monsieur maurice mademoiselle lacheneur and the old corporal have just arrived they wish to come up in three bounds the abbe descended the narrow staircase unfortunate creatures he exclaimed addressing the three imprudent travellers what has induced you to return here then turning to maurice is it not enough that for you and through you your father has nearly died are you afraid he will not be recaptured that you return here to set the enemies upon his track depart the poor boy quite overwhelmed faltered his excuse uncertainty seemed to him worse than death he had heard of m lacheneur's execution he had not reflected he would go at once he asked only to see his father and to embrace his mother the priest was inflexible the slightest emotion might kill your father he declared and to tell your mother of your return and of the dangers to which you have foolishly exposed yourself would cause her untold tortures go at once cross the frontier again this very night jean lacheneur who had witnessed this scene now approached it is time for me to depart said he and i entreat you to care for my sister the place for her is here not upon the highways the abbe deliberated for a moment then he said brusquely so be it but go at once your name is not upon the proscribed list you will not be pursued thus suddenly separated from his wife maurice wished to confer with her to give her some parting advice but the abbe did not allow him an opportunity go at once he insisted farewell the good abbe was too hasty just when maurice stood sorely in need of wise counsel he was thus delivered over to the influence of jean lacheneur's furious hatred as soon as they were outside this exclaimed jean is the work of the sermeuse and of the marquis de coutonnieu 
i do not even know where they have thrown the body of my murdered parent you cannot even embrace the father who has been traitorously assassinated by them he laughed a harsh discordant terrible laugh and continued and yet if we ascended that hill we could see the chateau de sermeuse in the distance brightly illuminated they are celebrating the marriage of martial de sermeuse and blanche de coutomieu we are homeless wanderers without friends and without shelter for our heads they are feasting and making merry less than this would have sufficed to rekindle the wrath of maurice he forgot everything in saying to himself that to disturb this fete by his appearance would be a vengeance worthy of him i will go and challenge martial now on the instant in the presence of the revellers he exclaimed but jean interrupted him no not that they are cowards they would arrest you right i will be the bearer of the letter corporal bavois heard them but he did not oppose their folly he thought it all perfectly natural under the circumstances and esteemed them the more for their rashness forgetful of prudence they entered the first shop and the challenge was written and confided to jean lacheneur end of chapter thirty seven recording by tony oliva albuquerque new mexico